Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Kevin, did you enjoy me uh, doing my solo work last week? Yeah, no, I did not. Screw you. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Left Turns and Loud Noises, episode 41. Today is October 28th, 2019. I am your host, Anthony Dietrich, and I am joined, as always, by my partner in crime, back from the dead, Kevin Costello. What's good? What is up? Happy Halloween, everyone. Uh, Welcome to the best part of the year. (laughs) And back from his time travels from all throughout the universe, we have our wonderful insider at the track, Alex Torres back with us. What's good? How was uh how was Australia in the 30s? <laughs> Dude, that was a crazy time back then, let me tell you. Yeah, I mean those emus really were eating everyone's uh farmland. I really appreciate you doing the best you can for uh the the, the great queen of England, so or the king, I guess at the time. Cherry. <laughs> so <laughs> We have Alex back this week, and I know, obviously, so much has happened. We had a crazy um, incident at Martinsville going on that we'll definitely talk about. Uh, Dominant performance by Truex Jr. and probably one of the most ridiculous truck races I've seen all season, including, and, well, we'll we'll talk F1, too, even though Kevin doesn't want to. But first things first, Alex, how have you been? It's been, I think, six weeks since we've had you on the the podcast. I mean, things are good. It's just, you know, life catches up Busy. to you and yeah and like this good. this week my it's my wife's birthday so oh happy birthday she has a she birthday was... that lasts a week dang no her her, <laughs> birth, her her birthday actually lasts a month so oh yes the classic birthday month mm. yeah so i think uh, well, things are good but you know just trying to be the the husband i need to be and get my work done and all that but yeah it's all good I feel you, man. I've been married to my schoolwork the last month. I completely understand. I couldn't imagine having to do that for like an entire lifetime, but nah, she's worth it. Absolutely. So where um so you're headed to Texas next week, but let's go back in time real quick. So how's everything been going with uh with the races lately? I know we've had some interesting things go on uh in Xfinity, <laughs> including our big time uh golden boy getting his first ever win in some absolute chaos uh 
first things first, does anyone want to say congratulations to Brandon Jones since you guys weren't here last week? Yeah, uh, it's a, a moment of just not silence, but just thankfulness for, for what we <laughs> witnessed on that blessed day. It's an unbelievable yeah. moment for this podcast, for the sport as a whole, for honestly human history. I don't think we've had many better moments. I'd like hey. to point out that Brian Scott never won a single race, and people did compare Brandon Jones to Brian Scott. And uh, I mean, Brandon Jones did it. So I, I Brandon, don't know. Brandon Brandon Jones now has more NASCAR wins than Daniel Hemrick. That is true. That's true. That. Wow. Now here, here's <laughs> the thing: if we can get like a 20 second clip of you guys just bragging on Brandon Jones, I'll present it to him this weekend in Texas. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, that is so. Um, I mean, I, I, I pretty much said everything I had to say last week. That was unbelievable. I was jumping up and down, screaming in my parents' room because I was over at their place picking something up. And Kevin calls me on the phone and is like, "Hey, Brand Jones is in first place with eight laps to go." And I just sprinted into the bedroom and watched it. And Kevin and I were on the phone simultaneously, just fangirling about it. It was yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. Wait, I take that back. Texas is not his home track. I think it's Atlanta. You liar. Are you I kidding? know. I, like, I said that. I was like, that doesn't sound right. We'll never have him on the podcast now at this rate. If, if we can't even get his home track correct. Yeah. Alex, do you know his home track? I don't. What would be your home track if, if you had if you had a if you were uh, out there? It, it would have to be Indy. Because I'm from Indiana. Oh, man. So you would have to deal with that drafting package all day. Yikes. He is yeah. from Atlanta, Georgia. Actually, but, you know, uh, let. how about IRP? Why, why, why not? Why, instead yeah, of having I, to deal with the big boy, why not go with I the mean, small, small Really, boy? at the same time, I could say Chicagoland. You could say Chicagoland. It honestly put on a better show than King. Well, it's because <laughs> I'm from Northwest Indiana. So hmm. Chicagoland's closer, but it's not. An Indiana track. I didn't you know? Juliet was closer. Yeah, for for me, Juliet's like forty minutes. Indianapolis. Oh, that's like really close. Hours. Oh, damn. Yeah. Oh, wow. oh, okay. I see. I see. Well, I don't understand geography at all. I just found out that Detroit <laughs> is further east than Atlanta. So, yeah. Blew my <laughs> blew <laughs> blew my doors off. Um. All right. It makes so, you feel better. I just found that out too. Right now. Oh, you really? Wow. Okay. <laughs> Learning something new on the podcast every day. Any exciting news in the last three races? Are you excited that this season's over? Or are you kind of like, is it bittersweet? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I mean, it, so like this, this is my whole theory on it. Like at this point in the season, you're like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to be done. Can't <laughs> wait to have weekends back, whatever. But then like three weeks into the off season, you're like, I really want to go to the racetrack. <laughs> you get that little little itch, little. Uh... Oh yeah! By by middle of January, you're praying, praying like saying, <laughs> like you want to go testing. You just want to go to the racetrack. Oh man, that that's actually kind of funny. I feel like you know when you when you are doing something for so long and then you take the break, it's just like, well, well, now what? Like, what and, am I supposed to do? I mean, that, that could be said for like a lot of NASCAR like wives and girlfriends. Mm-hmm. Like they're used to us being gone and them kind of being able to do whatever on the weekends. And then we're always home, so like I always feel like my wife's like, "Oh, I can't wait for the season to start so I can get out of my face." <laughs> You're gonna be giving her way too much attention. It's gonna be a, a, a problem. It seems like. Don't worry, you can always come down to Florida and hang out for a little bit if you want. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I will be in Atlanta. 
Oh yeah, you're moving. I, I saw that. I, yeah, Twitter. this is my last. So this is my last episode in Florida. I'll be in Atlanta for the rest of the season. I will still do the podcast. It's just going to be a little bit more difficult. But we'll figure those logistics out with my new roommate when I figure out who that is. But uh, I will be closer to Charlotte. So if I ever want to come up there, and you know, you know, the shop's only like three hours from Atlanta, right? I mean, Atlanta seems to be very close to a lot of things. It was only two hours from Talladega, so I mean. I yeah. feel like I'm in a pretty good spot. It's just a shame that I'm not going to get to see the uh, spring Atlanta race there, but it's neither here nor there. No, I don't uh, think we're missing much. <laughs> Are we, uh, you got any, any news from JDM for the next three races or? Uh, oof. Oof. It's funny. It's funny you should ask that. Oh, here we go. All, all I can say is uh, stay tuned for a new addition to our, our lineup. Uh, yes. Oh boy, I'm excited this week. Mm-hmm. Okay, Ooh. and it's, I mean, it's you uh, guys have. Oh, sorry. It, it's someone that I've seen race a few times, and I've always said, "Man, that'd be cool to see what he could do in one of our cars." Hmm. So oh, hell yeah. Now, now it's, it's it's happening. It's it's coming to fruition, and I think it'll be a lot of fun. I'm gonna right, which uh, which car number? Cannot uh, disclose that. Understand oh, man. At the, at the current time, but I... It's the if, number if you're, 69. <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast before Friday, um, just stay tuned, because I think it'll be a lot of fun. I'm Do you excited. come out on the entry Uh No. Ooh, it's a TBA driver. Yes. Showing up. WWE style, you know, they... They just a uh, driver intro stage, a bunch of smoke, and uh, out pops uh, Tony Stewart going for JD. Oh my gosh! I would, if, if if that were the case, I I'd be fangirling right now. Oh my like, god! Yeah. <laughs> my god, be... that's Tony Stewart's music. Oh my goodness! Oh okay, you've got me a little hype now, Alex. Now I'm very excited for Friday to roll around. So let's. Uh, is there anything else you want to ask Alex in the meantime? How was 1955 or anything like that? Um, what else? Okay, how has the garage, not the garage, but the, uh, the shop been since Kansas and what took place there? Um, interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Now it's, it's the same as always. I mean, the, the way we view it is Garrett admitted, you know, it was his fault. So... Mm -hmm. I mean that's that's all we can really ask of him. Yeah. I mean it, it's nowadays it's so easy to, you know, blame it on the car, blame it on the crew chief, blame it on this or that. But I mean, you you saw Garrett's tweet. He said, you know, that was my mistake. Yeah. I messed. Yeah. Up. No, he definitely so, thoroughly apologized. I had no problem with. Although him. we are still, still getting handed on on social media, but that's oh, that's social that's media. Social media. Always, Jinx. always Jinx. upset. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm seeing them get upset about things from like 1991 right now on my Twitter feed. Like are like like someone wrecked Mark Martin in 1991, and they are bitching about it on my Twitter feed right now. I just I <laughs> don't understand. Yeah, I just, but I, and, and NASCAR and, Twitter is a dumpster fire sometimes. And other shop news are two amazing shop dog shop dogs are doing very well. <gasps> oh, good. Billy. Yes, that's good. They um. So I, I recently just I moved one of their beds into like my office because he, he kept on sleeping on my book bag. Like he'd pull my book <laughs> bag down and sleep on it. That's adorable. 
So, oh, here, hold on. I'll send you pictures. Yeah, what's his name? Uh, Georgie is the one that does that. Oh my goodness, Georgie he, sounds like a good boy. He's he's a he's a uh, Chihuahua. <laughs> oh, interesting. I'm not a huge small dog person, but well, he, either sounds like a, he sounds like a good boy. He's he's one of the coolest coolest pups you'll ever see. I didn't really know. I I actually have never really asked anyone if there's actually a lot of dogs in NASCAR garages too often, and people bring their pets to work. But uh, from what it All sounds right. like, this should be a more normalized thing. All right, so like, check uh, check the group me. I am. You, All right, you, this aw. is bad radio. We're checking. No, <gasps> I'm. I would love to post this picture on the Twitter. Um, that's so cute. Oh my goodness, that's yeah. sleeping on your little book bag. Oh, yeah, and then but, you see that's so, precious. And so, who's in that in the background? So, so originally Georgie, the one that's sleeping on my book bag, would go lay on that pillow mm-hmm. that Billy's on, but Billy came in and took control of that. So. Georgie is like, all right, well, I guess I got. I guess uh, I take nap here. So he started doing that. So I moved into bed. So if you stay, keep watching that. Mm-hmm. Um, here I think that one is okay. So that's where his bed is now. And I, I tell you what, this dog. Was oh just my simple. goodness! <laughs> this dog just hangs out. And they're with me, just all oh, day, just chills. Who's really dogs want... again? Uh, we we really don't know. They just uh, Georgie oh. just kind of showed up like a year and a half oh. ago, and <laughs> he's he's always like come around the shop, but you would you couldn't get within ten feet of him. He was so skittish. But now, oh. like I I gave him a bath the other day. And he did not like that. So, like, this is my typical morning greeting when I get to the shop. If, if they're outside. That's hilarious. I I just, it, it's kind of funny that it's just, like, two random dogs. And it's like, oh, man. Oh, just, just hello greeting you. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. These dogs are adorable. I really feel like I need to, like, post these on the Twitter for people to understand like, <laughs> what I'm looking at, at least, like, just give you an idea. So, like, the first picture is of the Chihuahua on the backpack with, um, you said Billy was the other dog, or? Yeah, Billy's a black one. Yeah, Billy in the background. So then Alex got, um, Georgie a nice little bed. And then the third picture is of Georgie just kind of like, Sitting, standing up on like the an open car door, just greeting. Looks like I guess that's you, Alex. That took the picture. Yeah. Oh my goodness! And then this fourth picture. Oh my goodness! They're they're just adorable. This one's on um Billy on Alex's lap. This, but that's not cute. even the best one. This this is a typical scene. This is real dog shop. spotting hours right now. Yeah, this I'm is so a, happy. It's the best yeah, episode. This is really this is the best episode we've ever had. This picture actually happens <gasps> more often than not. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Why has this not been posted on JDM social media? This would literally win everything for the week. That's adorable, dude. Like I, I love these dogs. These dogs are on top of one of the. Who, who is this? That's changing like the the splitter here. Uh, well, actually, you see those uh, the uh, brake ducts. Yeah. Or the brake vents. You see. Yeah. He's actually screwing those in. Oh, his- okay, okay. His his name is uh we call him Spud. Shouts out Spud. Spud. 
this is it's adorable dude you guys actually might have like the best mascots in all of nascar right now oh and yeah. like, the, like the crazy children thing are is cool but dogs are pretty cool too the crazy <laughs> thing is like literally three or four months ago you couldn't even really get close to georgie but now mm-hmm. like he's constantly he comes and, and gives you kisses and oh my goodness there you go. This is just a, a this is gonna melt your heart. This is like really like the best like way to start an episode is just yeah, we haven't even talked dogs. about any we of the racing. We haven't talked Martinsville <laughs> bit right now. We are on full dog spot. Oh my oh goodness! My God. Yeah, horrible. you you. I'm not gonna lie. I've been a little remiss not sharing any of these on your social. No, I yeah. These these definitely are like just this is like this is wholesomeness. This is as wholesome <laughs> as it gets, and we're literally about to talk about Logano and Hamlin just trying to fight each other. So, okay, my goodness, I I feel like as far as mascots go, it it has to go these dogs and then all the oh, yeah. drivers' childrens, like childrens, <laughs> kids. I don't know, like you know, you got Cash, like you know, Keelan. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of Larson's kid, Owen. Owen, thank oh, you. Oh, Owen, yeah, yes, no, and then like these dogs, I feel like are just are way above them. These these I I need these in my day life every day. <laughs> <laughs> all right you guys ready to talk some oh sorry they're so they're so adorable i yeah. love them it's amazing all right i'm ready to talk martinsville so all right let's talk let's talk some martinsville so uh martin tricks jr like I, I hope you guys enjoyed the martin tricks invitational because it, they it was call like... it martinsville for a reason <laughs> <laughs> it was just it, it's ridiculous i i th- this package doesn't work here very well apparently but i still was having a much better time than watching the kansas race i can't explain it i i think it's just this short track like nostalgia for me that i just love martinsville no matter what because drivers are always going to be bumping into each other and trying to find ways around each other and it just makes for interesting racing and definitely like the battles within the top 10 not counting with tricks um yeah like honestly second place back the whole race was very mm -hmm. very good it was just yeah Obviously, like once Truex got out front in the first stage, he literally didn't give it up. Besides, with a couple laps where Larson led on strategy, yeah, I really, really would have liked to have seen what Truex Jr.'s car has would would have done through like good traffic. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was kind of the only tease that we didn't really get, minus actual fists being thrown. But um, yeah, I, I, but, mean, I mean, how 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 often do we just see a car? I'm honestly. The only car I've ever seen dominate has been Truex at Charlotte yeah. and now this. Yeah. And I feel like um at Sonoma also he's he did this. Like he just purely dominates and there there's yeah. just he has that car and I was I I don't want to brag. This was like had to have been about the twelfth time I picked the winner right this year. <laughs> but like I felt like Truex winning here, like it was so obvious. Does, misses it last year he's won both uh short tracks and with the news that came out on friday that brad could not bring his spring car to the track i was like it's all truex the only person that might even contend might be denny i don't i don't know like so i think chase would have made this race <laughs> a lot the, at least for the lead a lot more interesting yeah had he um, not thrown the axle out it's yeah. the typical first race of the playoffs. Like Chase is making it interesting so that at Phoenix, he can just literally just plow through the entire field and win the race again and make everyone happy. I mean, it's just they, it's like, honestly team, entertainment value to the next level. Been showing more speed um, lately. And now I don't know if it'll. Blaney? He's going to have to win one of the next two races. So who Blaney or, or Chase? Chase? I, I couldn't hear you. Oh, OK. Yeah, no, absolutely. He has to win. I mean, he's 46 points out. This is not one of those situations where you can hope that 
like someone's car gets drunk and, and just doesn't perform. <laughs> like yeah. like Harvick's? Okay, well, I mean, I don't know what was going on with Harvick because he just seemed like an absolute non-factor all race. Like the only yeah, thing weird. that I'll say, he, his, him and Daniel Suarez did an unbelievable job to avoid that uh, wreck between uh, oh, that was Bush so nice. and yeah. uh, Almirol. That Amarillo. was really impressive. I thought he was going to go right into Eric. And poor Jimmy Johnson just always finds himself in, in the mess. But what was really surprising was uh, uh, Daryl Wallace running as well as he was. Yeah. Did he ended he, up 12. He yeah, was running top the, 10, too. Him and his best yeah. friend, uh, uh, Bowman, got in, into it a little bit. I mean, yeah. this must have been another spider on his car. They were just trying to give each other, like, real high fives on the track. I don't blame them. They're, they're, <laughs> they are documented best friends on this podcast. Yeah, Bowman literally did nothing all day and then got into it and then proceed to do nothing more ever since i don't know bowman's like lately he's very inconsistent yeah like, he it, has it, what five or six top two or three finishes this year but then besides that like he's just i don't know i feel like he finishes outside the top 20 a lot yeah it, it's it's lately. been it's it's been wildly inconsistent since like the second half of the season really started like with nbc yeah. after he got that win it was just like all right like now I'm just going to chill and occasionally give you guys like a little bit of something here. But <laughs> I feel like of lately it's been either like wreck them or, or, or don't wreck them. Let me see here. Bowman's stats this season. Oh man, this is so much more complicated than it should be to see this. He's, he's just had some wacky finishes like 30th last week or this week, 11th, 37th, third, second, 23rd, sixth, 21st. Like he's all over the place. Dude's the Tasmanian devil out here. <laughs> now, can, really can, can we talk about the 32 cup car for a second? Yes. The, they Shout put out to the mystery machine. <laughs> they put well, me on the NASCAR not, scoop. Not, not only that. But he ran good. But he yeah. ran really, really yeah. well this weekend. So shout, shout out good. to Corey LaJoy. The joy of seeing. He is one of the best drivers in a bad car. He is like Matt Benedetto was, and obviously in the 32 car. Like, he's really shown some great speed in a car that normally does it. Or maybe the 32 car really is just that good. Like, who knows? Well, <laughs> I, I think LaJoy... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I, you, I go think you, you can't discount equipment because, I like, even for us, year over <clears> year, <throat> our equipment's gotten better. So, what, you know... Namely, I think that maybe the 32 cup cars equipment is just getting better. They're hiring the right mm-hmm. people to make the right calls. And maybe things are just starting to fall in. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, for him I'm to gonna, finish on the lead lap, though, that's really impressive. Go ahead. I'm going to credit his increase in performance lately to Corey making fun of Anthony's shirt at the Boulevard Friday night, Talladega. Yeah, that, that Ever also since might then, I mean, he's been, he's been running really good. Yeah, I mean, he might need me in his life to continue. Like, yeah. if he bodies me every single week, that might help his confidence. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm. <laughs> hey, Corey, I'm here for you. I'm here for your to be your punching bag. Like, don't worry, man. I got you. I have much wackier shirts in the closet. Uh, let's see here. I mean, he finished above Eric Jones and Ryan Priest finishes on the lead lap. That's always a good day for him. And also, want to shout out David Reagan for eleventh uh, place finish. Like, that, that, that's impressive. People, people seem to just forget that he is retiring after this season. Like, and, and for him to go out to Martinsville's final uh, short track race and finish eleventh, that's pretty good. So, yeah, I would agree. Sh- yeah, shouts out. Um, okay, so you guys ready to talk about the fight? Yes. All right. Oh yes. 
All right, I'll, so I'll, I'll intro it. Yeah, go for it. So, uh, Joey Logano, after starting the damn war of the great damn war of 2018 last year, he it's kind of like how everyone was in 1939 saying, you know what, we just fought in a war, but we still got a bunch of leftover shit, so let's uh, let's fight it out. And Logano was actually on the receiving end this time of starting it. <laughs> because technically, he's the one that got ran into the wall. Oh, absolutely. But, uh, yeah, it's just JGR drivers and Penske drivers at Martinsville is just not a very good combination. Well, it's a great combination for the fans, don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But did you, did you really just compare uh, like Denny Hamlin to 1939 Poland? <laughs> did you really just? <laughs> you don't know me. That was such a that was such a reach. Like Jesus, <laughs> I, I don't even know. I think the funniest thing that came out of this, minus like Denny Hamlin's impersonation of Joey Logano, which I think was hilarious. I don't care what anyone says. That that upper lip thing was great. My short track racing. <laughs> That's just short track race. Oh, I think that, that was, was great. That was the greatest thing ever. But I then, saw on Twitter. I, I don't just. Oh. I don't know if you guys saw, but my boy Ian, who does Blaney's PR. Oh, was that the guy behind him with Blaney no. in that picture? Uh probably yeah. So, I guess they went at it again, and you just saw my my buddy Ian just one hand or one arm just drag Joey away. As, yeah. As oh, the okay. other arm. Yeah, I was like, so I I, I texted his wife. I was like. Your husband is like super, super fine. <laughs> He's super fine. I just saw Blaney in one of the background. I think of the second fight, just looking at this thing, like, man, so glad that ain't me. Yeah, there's probably Ian behind him. Yeah, I mean, Brad was even like, "Wow, it wasn't me!" <laughs> like during his interview when the fight was actually happening, like, "Wow, it wasn't oh, me. I know, I saw that. That was that was downright hilarious." I mean, there was just nonstop, like, stuff going on. I'm sure there was going to be, like, a fight or some kind of altercation, like, after the race was over. But the fact that it was, of course, Logano and, like, the, just the fact that Logano pushes him and runs away again, it, it's classic. And I'm obviously not the biggest Logano guy. I'm very open about my anti-Loganoism. But, like, it's just classic. And, of course, it's Denny, the one that has to be, like, involved in this. Because Denny and Logano... They go back a long time. Like, even being teammates at JGR, I feel like there was always bad blood. My favorite race that I've ever watched in NASCAR is the 2013 Auto Club 400. Sorry, I don't remember that race. Can you, like, what, what, what do you mean? That happened? I thought that one was just, like, just <laughs> never happened. I don't and recall that at all. That race came after Joey Logano and Denny Hamlin battling it out at a short track and getting into mm-hmm. it. So I am incredibly hyped for Texas this weekend. I will say, I don't, I, I really wish this fight didn't happen, or at least if it happened, Denny won the race. Cause now he's got a, a, a target on his back. Oh, it's like 2017 all over again. <laughs> yeah, and it's annoying because I, this is the year that Denny is going to win the championship in my eyes. No, it's and not. It's like now, now Denny has to literally hope that Joey just is nowhere near him on the track because Joey is because first of all, Joey has had both sides happen to him in the playoffs. So in Joey's eyes, 
Nothing matters. If he sees Denny, he's out for blood. He has been taken out by Matt Kenseth. He has taken out Matt Kenseth. He has been on every single side of the playoffs, 2016 with Carl Edwards, just, and he's won a championship. But in Logano's eyes, I feel like there is retaliation coming and it's going to cost Denny a chance at his first championship. And it's going to piss me off to an unmeasurable amount. And I'm probably not <laughs> even going to record that week. But you know what? <laughs> it, it's, hey, it's, so, it's, that's so what he gets. Yeah, well, you know what? I mean, it was really funny when Parker asked him, well, what do, you, what do you think caused that? Well, Parker stares into the TV screen, and Denny's just like a kid with his who got his like hand caught in the cookie jar. It was just like, well, uh, um, uh, uh, I, I don't know. Like, it was like, no, Denny, you did kind of push him into the wall, and he rode it a little yeah. bit, but it was like, it's short track. It is short track racing. That is, like, Denny could have given him the line, but, there, I mean, Brad Keselowski and... and said it perfectly there were, you you had to really use the bumper if you want to get around anyone here yeah i think that was one of the big things i took away from this race is it's just so hard to pass package, so hard this package stinks <laughs> sometimes i mean i don't I, understand I, why they had to run big ass spoilers at martinsville just insane. blame the teams don't blame nascar <laughs> nascar wanted two different uh packages but the team said no so they went, just went with the one that mounted at the mile and a half so it's like do you benefit the package that makes short tracks bad but have a better chance of being good because of short tracks or do you make it so the mile and a half are bad which are have been bad anyways and i'm glad they went this way rather than the other way obviously in a perfect world they could just you know have two different packages which i guess what the gen 7 car is going to have apparently um I hope the Gen 7 car is just a Transformer at this point. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just slap 200. It's not even cars. It's just giant mech Optimus Prime. (laughs) Oh, my God. Roll out. I really, I actually can do that voice pretty well. Autobots. No, I can't do it right. Autobots, roll out. (laughs) All right, we're flexing our Transformers voices on episode 41. Um, I'm hoping that the diffusers in the future, though, will, will you know, if they do keep those big-ass diffusers that they, I've, I've seen, uh, you know, around on Twitter, like, I hopefully makes the short track racing better. But, again, I mean, there were still people using their bumpers. I feel like um, Ryan Blaney's bumper was absolutely worn the hell out. Um, I agree. Just from people bumping into the back of him. Like, yeah, his teammates. Was, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, no, I mean, Brad Keselowski almost completely sent him into the turn two wall. Yeah. That was, uh, that was almost, I, I almost, like, lost my shit. I was like, oh, please, no, not not like this. Not 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 to Brad. And and that was really cool of Brad just get, using team orders there to, uh, you know, I mean, that was pretty much on his own, he said. Oh, yeah, uh, no, he didn't, know, yeah, they don't have team order. It was just kind of like, he felt bad. It was kind of, you know, I'm sure someone was just like, hey. And Brad's just like, I know. No, I don't I think know, so, I I think it, that was respectable. I mean, Brad still finished ahead of him, anyways. Brad just had the better car. We haven't yeah. really, uh, we haven't. So, one more thing about the fight, real quick. Um, so NASCAR actually suspended the um, the crewman that horse collared Denny Hamlin to the ground. Stupid. Um, Stupid. Yeah, I I definitely was for just kind of the rest of the season. I know there's a lot of people on Twitter who are like. You know, crew guys should be allowed to get involved in these things because it's a team sport. Alex, obviously, you work with a team. What is your viewpoint on that? Like, you know, if if there's a situation, you're backing up your boy, right? Uh, actually, you know who said it best? Please let me, tell me. Let, let me pull up this here uh, 
I think I know what you're talking about. So, Alex, do you disagree with it in that you think it should have been stricter or no penalty at all? Uh, Stricter, that's me, though. No, I completely think you shouldn't have done anything. I can see what he was trying to do there. He was. I, I think he was trying to pull Denny off him. Dude completely forgot that Denny weighs like 120 pounds and just <laughs> flew him like a rock. Like if Denny does not hold on to his uh, own crew guy's hand, I mean, I'm very concerned that man gets a concussion right there. Like that no, was very, he, very scary. He almost that, like hit his head on the pavement pretty hard. Well, there. Here, here's the thing. You, my whole my whole philosophy is the drivers get all the glory because they're the of ones driving it. But of course, they're like the, the crew guys. They spend hours and oh, yeah. days and weeks building this car. So yeah, mm-hmm. they. It's not just the driver at stake. It's a whole team at stake. They mm-hmm. have every right to be as passionate and as fired up about whatever happens as a driver does. Of course. So my whole thing is, one. He didn't throw a punch. He didn't. No, no one threw a punch. There was a little shove, and then everyone started getting in the way of things. The the crew member grabbed Denny by the back of the the fire suit and threw him back. Mm -hmm. There was no punch. There was nothing. Now, I I would say if there was a punch, maybe suspend him depending on what the circumstance was. But the crew member didn't punch him. The crew member simply got Denny off of his driver. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let it go. Let Interesting. It go. So we're I, I I I haven't heard many arguments to that side, but I, I kind of like I, it. I've been in a fight with my driver. Mm-hmm. No, I understand. I understand where you're coming from. It was just definitely very very violent. And had it been like Denny not hold on to his own guy, that's definitely a situation Denny gets injured in my eyes. Like. That could have been much worse than it was. But, but, but I, I see it, exactly here, where you're coming from here. here. Here's the thing. Did you see Logano's PR guy? His name is Kyle. The minute that yeah. started happening, Kyle literally picked Joey up and spun him around to shield him. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, they, they know that will start bleeding everywhere. They have to shield him. Well, my, my whole thing is, like, you protect your own asset, you know? Mm-hmm, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's your moneymaker right there. So it's not so, gonna be great if you put Austin Cindric out there for the last three races. I mean, sure, it'll be interesting, but well, I mean, here. So, like for me, if they just want to talk and shout it out, whatever, that's fine. But the yeah. minute anybody, I, I don't care if it's a driver, crew chief, yeah. crew member, whatever, the minute there's punches being thrown, as a PR person, at least in my eyes, for me, I'm not talking about <laughs> everybody, but for me, my my priority is protecting my driver. Yeah, of course. So That's the whole it, team's priority at that point. I completely understand that. So, because that, because for example, if your driver gets hurt and they can't race a race car, guess what? You have angry sponsors that can pull out based oh, on yeah. how the contract's written. Mm-hmm. So and then it's and, and then it's Regan Smith time. Well, then it's another. <laughs> I mean, there, yeah. There's, well, yeah, there's yeah, a lot yeah. more to it. So, so at the end of the day, you got to protect your driver. Of course, and. The, even the crew guys know that. So if the mm-hmm. crew member was like, uh-uh, Denny, and you throw Denny out, I mean, I don't see any harm in that. I don't at mm-hmm. all. Because when, when Brendan and Ross got into it at Texas uh, two years ago, yes, you better believe I my arm was wrapped around Brendan, Garn, Brendan Gaughan's arm. 
That must have been very difficult because that's a very big arm. Uh, yeah, but when you're got adrenaline and everything, you yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're oh, a little man. you're a little stronger than you think when when you got blood flowing. So I mean, it, it is what it is. But I I think NASCAR is wrong on that on that call. I, I really do. I really well, do. Well, we have well, we don't have like all the same opinion, and that's what makes us more interesting. So that's yeah. good at least. I actually have not really heard that argument. So thank you for something different. Um, uh, wait, what what's the argument that that he should be suspended for protecting oh, he did Anthony wanted a longer suspension. Oh yeah, no, I wanted the full season at that point, like as of like the potential. It's also like Denny's my my guy, but like of what could have happened, like that was just very violent all right, all right, compared for, to everything else. For for example, if you and your boys are out at the club and one of them gets into a fight, are you I'm, just I'm gonna out. not? You're Donkin. out. No, I'm not much of a fighter. Like when my boy, when I was in my fraternity days, like I would get like, I would get to the point where I'm trying to separate them. I probably wouldn't throw any punches, but like there were times where I was ready to like violently hurt people, like that were trying to mess with my brothers. Like you know, I was ride or die for them, and I get that. Like you know, when you when you when you have your when those that's your boy, like you're gonna do whatever. But I think a fraternity fight is definitely different from a NASCAR fight. First thing, because punches are actually thrown in a fraternity fight, not very well compared to a NASCAR fight. But I mean, you know, there were no punches in this one. So but you, you also got to remember, like I spend more time with those guys on my yeah, team of course. I, so like it is like family. So you always look out for your own, regardless. Oh yeah, no, I get that. I completely. I Maybe yeah. I'm just no, I'm, I'm biased. Well, no, and that's another thing that we'll get to in a second with biases. But don't worry. Um, either way, uh, I, I I'm actually happy that we have conflicting opinions here. Do we want to move on? Yeah. Yeah, I want to hear your your bias segue. Oh, don't worry. We'll get into that later. I haven't asked about William Byron. First of all, I want to give a shout out to him. Oh, he yeah. almost had his first win. Definitely was like probably the second or third best car in the field. You guys agree with that, right? Yes. So mm-hmm. he's oh, getting yeah. he's getting close, and Chad Knauss knows how to win, and it made me feel really good. Like listening to his radio with like thirty to go, he's like, "All right, you kept the car clean, you got in position, go get him." Like as a driver, I feel like when your crew chief says "go get him," that has to be the best two like three words that you could hear. Oh, for sure. I think like, I know. I don't want to talk about twenty twenty yet, but I think at least three Hendrick drivers get in victory lane. I think all all the drivers in Hendrick this season, even Jimmy, like compared to last season, have definitely shown signs of improvement from 2018. Oh, yeah. And agree. it's it, it's good. It's good to see that. Like I've always been like kind of oh Hendrick like my entire life, but it's like you know it, it is kind of cool to see these young drivers get back into victory lane and and have shots at the win. So you know, William I'm, Byron is going to win a race soon, and it's going to be great when he does. Terrified. I'm terrified when <laughs> William Byron and Chad Knauss win that Are first clicking. race yeah oh yeah they're gonna be clicking because oh man because once they because what is this his first second season? season second, second season, season. With, oh well it's his first season with canals yeah yeah with, first season with canals so like they're still i mean realistically they're still building chemistry they're still mm-hmm. figuring out how to communicate and how to talk and everything I'm scared to see them like halfway through next season or even the beginning of the third season I'm oh, yeah, scared. No. Well, the Jimmy it, Johnson 2020 Daytona 500 is still on the table. So, <laughs> I mean, it, I I think we've seen one. I mean, what is it? Slick Bill. Slick, Slick Bill. Byron. Byron. Slick I, Bill Byron. Yes. I I think I think we've definitely seen him progress. 
Oh yeah, he's only twenty one, uh, I think, or twenty two. I, yep. I know, and I'm scared that there Hendrick's going to be a force to be reckoned with here in a mm-hmm. year or two with oh, both Chase Elliott and Slick Bill Byron. Hey, when yeah. this episode drops tomorrow, he actually turns twenty two. So happy birthday, William Byron, twenty two oh, years old. Very nice. <laughs> Feeling right. twenty-two. Oh, please don't, please no. I will. We we will we will get demonetized. <laughs> I'm kidding. We don't. We're not monetized. At all. What am I? Even... <laughs> Scared you for a second. You thought there was money coming in. Psych. No trucks. Um. Well, real quick. Um. One more thing I want to say. It. I really hope that Almirola just absolutely makes Kyle Bush's life hell. That will be very funny. <laughs> No. Yeah, we'll see how that plays out. We'll see. Yeah, they, first of all, Almirola has to get uh, up to the position Kyle Bush is in. Oh, burn! Um, Damn. He actually looked. He actually looked good though this week. And he's good uh, at Martinsville. Kurt, yeah. Yeah. Shouts out Kurt Bush quietly sixth place finish. Shouts out uh, Newman in tenth. Bubba thirteenth. Busher twelfth. Busher just killing it, man. I, I he I've seen Pockers talk about um like Busher and and Stenhouse like swapping cars i I think busher's fine in 37 right now he's killing it he's killing it Um, all right a quick shout out real quick to kyle larson who's absolutely trash at martinsville got a top i picked him as my sleeper and he got top 10 congratulations yep (laughs) now two (sighs) two two real quick points yeah go for it uh kurt bush uh gave up his his gloves from kentucky to charity i saw that i retweeted it I did too, and uh, so if you see that tweet, uh, make sure you retweet it because for every retweet, mm-hmm. uh, Kyle Bush will or not Kyle Kurt will donate a dollar. Um, Honestly, Kyle should do it too. Coward. Yeah, and then secondly, uh, this I think this kind of went under the radar a little bit, but uh, one of the NASCAR media members, Dustin Albino, mm-hmm. uh, tweeted out that you know. Oh, uh, Martinsville was fun, blah blah blah. But now I got a nine and a half hour drive home. And, oh, and Clint Boyer saw that and said, "Next time you are even thinking about driving nine and a half hours home after a race, you let me know and I'll buy you a plane ticket." Because oh my, why didn't I tweet this after Talladega? Yeah. twelve <laughs> hours from Talladega yeah. to Fort Lauderdale after that race. I didn't get home till six in the morning. I. The race ended at what time in Dega, Kevin? Uh, four five, four thirty central. Yeah, yeah. Like so five thirty Eastern. So it, it took me twelve and a half hours to get home from Talladega. So I I should have just honestly done that to my man. I didn't even think about that. Clint Boyer could have bought me a ticket, and I would have just left my car in George. <laughs> but oh, I mean, I, I think that no, that's awesome though. That's really cool because I mean it. If you don't know who who Dustin is, I, I he writes for the front stretch. I, I highly oh, recommend okay. yeah, looking, yeah. At, looking at his uh, looking at his work and stuff. But that just shows you, you know, the drivers yeah, do care about the media and that they're oh, they're oh. happy that they come and cover a sport that we all love. So I just wanted to shout out to Clint Boyer for uh, for doing that. That's really really cool. Yeah, but Kevin, remember you can't be friends with them. Understandable. Understandable. Have a nice day. <laughs> all right, trucks, <laughs> trucks, trucks. All right, so this was an absolute shit show, and I mean, when I talk about Ooh. shit show, in every respect Sense. of the way. So first things first, uh, Todd Gilliland has won a race. Like we thought it was pandemonium when Brandon Jones finally got a win. Nah, like, like 
Todd Gilliland is a winner in the truck series. And, and I mean, yeah, he is in one of the best trucks, but it, it's absolutely baffling. There was not a single truck in that race that didn't have damage. I think you that know, we Todd, can... Todd Gillen has more NASCAR wins than Daniel Hemrick. <laughs> That's unbelievable. <laughs> it's unbelievable. These, these, these stats keep flowing. I can't believe it. He has more wins than Brian Scott. Wow. Oh, uh, uh, 44 ever. Um, Just as many as John West Townley, though. Let's not forget. Put some, put some respect on the great. The that greatest. was it. Thank you. Thank you. Last week, I could not remember the driver that body slammed a driver on, on the track, and I was like uh, dead air for two minutes. And it's John West Townley. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> Got you. Oh, my God. That was driving yeah. me absolute banana sandwich last week. Um, so, four drivers finished below 20th including Kraft and Ancrum Hill and Moffitt which there was just another big one at, at Martinsville that took out just half the field Ancrum had uh his crewman give his, his trunk a people's elbow which was unbelievable no that was that watching that live my my <laughs> so heart funny. just my heart swelled with pride it was so funny <laughs> I couldn't I take it. I Ross Chastain it. almost gets the win, almost secures himself into a uh, homestead for the final four. Uh, instead, uh, him and um, Jeb Burt or Jeb, sorry, wrong Burton. Um, wait. Oh, Harrison. Harrison? There it is. I, I was like, wait, I didn't even know Jeb was in the field, actually. <laughs> um, yeah, Harrison get into it. And actually, poor Harrison finishes in 18th. That's tough. Go from third to 18th on the last lap. And yeah, it was absolute craziness. I also found out that the 54 truck in 21 races has uh, 21 incidents. So wow. that's one of those stats that I, I feel like nobody needed to know, but now you do know. Um, oh, I mean, th- thoughts on this race, Kevin? Can we take bets on oh. if she finishes the season strong? Like, what's strong to you, top 20? <laughs> like 23 out of 23 incidents. Oh, oh yeah, no, she will. She'll find a way. She literally <laughs> ran into Ross Chastain at Talladega, having completely missed the accident. Like, there's no way this, this woman has been turned by a uh, tow truck. It's it's gonna happen at some point. <laughs> um. So, Kevin, thoughts on this race? Yeah, I am so sad I didn't get to watch it. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, no one actually got to watch it. So, one more thing: the ending didn't even get televised. I thought no, this it was an error. I, I was watching it. And, well, and it was like I'm two sorry, laps how? to I was at home. I don't understand how this man you might Wait, be the only person in America that saw it because like they no, um No, I was I was at home watching it and they it was a, I think it was a green white checker yeah. restart. And then they didn't they didn't even broadcast it. It's just the, the Fox that's Sports what, one logo. Yeah, okay, it happened for you about. too. So, yeah, okay. That's yeah. what I was talking about. Yeah, yeah. So with two to go, um the 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 FS1 stream just takes a dump. And it was like um I was actually someone on Reddit, I believe. I would like to give credit to them. Um they worked in media or something and they were just like saying like this sometimes happens and it sucks when it happens, but like the real problem was not like ha- them going to like the radio stream or whatever with two to go. It was like Todd Gilliland wins. And then like, instead of showing anything, they showed two seconds of him doing a burnout and going straight to football, like no post-race interviews, yep. nothing. I, like if you want to find out what happened, you had to do research. Cause FS2 wasn't showing it either. And it was just absolutely just piss poor timing on Fox 
Fox's end for having Thanks, Fox. Very cool. Yeah, thank thank you, Fox. Very, very cool. I I don't know. That was really ridiculous. I'm trying to give credit to this person, but yeah, I'm I was gonna say Alex, there's no way you saw the finish with two to go. No, no, I wish. Is it can't be like Mike? He's working broadcast. It probably is can't be like Mike. Shouts out. Shouts out. Um no, well, yeah, hold on. I'll I'll find it. But um either way, it was just uh it was it was absolute mayhem with that happening. I I wasn't a big big old fan. I can't find it. I I guarantee you it probably can't be like Mike. No, it wasn't. I just I just searched it. But anyways, um, Kevin, I feel like I cut you off. No, you're good. I was just saying. Yeah, I uh, I was keeping up with it on Twitter at the tailgate for the FSU game. My parents were up this weekend, and we had a lovely time watching the Seminoles actually win. Uh, <laughs> but I did see. Everyone rage on Twitter, which was I was kind of pissed off about because that's literally so shitty. And then I was sitting during the game and I refreshed Twitter and I see a, a nice little audio clip from Todd Gillen play after he won the race. <laughs> I well, it. What did it say? So it. he said something like, yeah, you know, let's go. Finally, guys, Lou and to Kyle Bush, stay in your fucking motorhome. And <laughs> Honestly, I feel like that's such a Kyle-ish move, so it's so funny that his driver pulled that on him, and I feel like Kyle legit respects that. Yeah, uh, no, I think so, too. Dude, yeah. I honestly, it said that Todd, Todd Gilliland even um, apologized after. I wouldn't have. I've been like, you've been yeah, shitting I on us all year. You've been shitting on us, saying that, you know, we have the best equipment and ever. And we can't, you know, we can't win races, even though it's your stuff. And then we, I finally won a race. No, screw you. Yeah, no, I would be full on Conor McGregor. I am apologizing to absolutely no one. Um, that was just, I mean, it, it, it was definitely one of the funnier moments. And I absolutely love it. But Todd just kind of felt like, you know, pressure immediately. And I honestly, I read something that like, I don't know how true this is. That apparently Jamie McMurray uh, years ago at Sonoma like had a huge like like had a bad day and Jack Roush like was like like saying something and he just blew up and went off and then instead of firing him Jack Roush is like I'm gonna extend your contract because that was fucking awesome like I respect wow. you for that I don't know Jack's been in a Jack, Jack's I found out Jack has one eye so I'm learning a lot about <laughs> that guy um, but I feel like Kyle Busch. Like, you see that Todd Gilliland has matured and, well, sort of matured, but has gotten better. It's like, this might be a guy you could keep around. But, I mean, also, he has DGR Crossley, and they seem to have unlimited money. So Yeah, he'll, he'll definitely be back. He'll have a ride. You know, if I'm Kyle Bush, I'm actually looking at Tyler Anker and being like, come over to Yeah, literally, ride flock. Here. Because he's with, you, he's with DGR, right? Um, He is DGR. He's number 17. Yeah. Um, I would just try and get him, like, you know, just swap the Toyotas and, and just, you know, be like, hey, here's the Ford truck. Please win some races. Or or just bring Greg Biffle back full time. I'll have no problem with that either. <laughs> the Biff. Um, what else? I mean, there were so many incidents that happened. There were so many drivers, too, that ended up in the top 10 that just I, I was very shocked about. First of all, John Hunter Nemechek's truck looked like absolute shit. Ends up seventh. Um, Danny Bond, I believe I'm, am I saying that right? Danny I Bond. Think so. 
He finishes in eighth in the 30. Normally, Brennan Poole is in there. So, I mean, a great job. I think that might have been his first truck race. I think it was. Yeah, that was his first ever truck race. So, congratulations to Danny Bond. 31 years old. Top 10 at Martinsville in your first race. Probably one of the craziest races ever. Like, that's really And impressive. they announced he's going to be back in that car for Phoenix and Homestead. That's awesome. Good or, for him, that man. Sucks, maybe, that should I say. Maybe pulls that's... a Kale Gale at Homestead? Kale Gale. That was awesome. Kale... Praise Hail. Praise Kale Gale. <laughs> Dude, that's not... I mean, really think about it. Pulling off a top 10 in your at first truck start at Martinsville. That's, that's so hard. That's similar to Ross Chastain. Getting a top twenty on his first Cup start at Dover, yeah, in the fifteen, yeah. one of the worst, one of the worst cars at the time. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was how people like started like being on like, oh wait, Ross Chastain might be good. He was doing really well at that Dover race. I remember. That. Wait, yeah. I don't think I know this story. What that year was like twenty sixteen? Uh twenty seventeen. I'm gonna look that up right now. Top just to be twenty sure. in the Cup race. I don't yeah. know if it was top 20, but he was definitely no, running was, in the top was, 20. No, it was top 20. I'm wow. looking that up right now. He, I don't think I yeah, realized no. that. He had the watermelon, the uh, user melon, yeah. uh, watermelon steam on the 15 yep. car. Race number 13, start 36, finish 20th. Delaware yep. Office of Highway Safety Car. Probably yep. the melon on it also. He was three yep. laps down because I believe, if I recall correctly, who won that? Was that? That wasn't Jimmy that dominated that race. That was oh Jimmy did win that race ah my still uh, serves correct oh yeah that was the one that Kyle Larson almost won yeah so close <laughs> so close um yeah no wow that's crazy so I mean yeah when you have like a first start like that that really has to build your confidence a lot and that's or, awesome really um, awesome even Repco Ryan Repco for us yeah fifth first place start. if I recall yeah. correctly. Yeah. Yeah. Cody just, uh Roar Roarbaugh finishes. Robot. I'm never I'm never gonna get that. Robot uh finishes in tenth. <laughs> I'm sorry, Cody Robot. I'll get his name right. I need to be respectful. Um Dawson Cram in thirteenth. That's a guy who's like I'm definitely like not I'm not familiar with, but you know, I mean awesome job in thirteenth. Like uh, definitely. If I'm not this mistaken, is his first race this season. Back, backstory for Dawson. He's his, seventeen. Holy crap, hold on. His sorry, I'm sorry. Uncle I'm gonna say his uncle. Um, I think it's Clinton Clinton Cram, who's a, uh, a crew chief. Oh, nice. Um, but our one of our guys went. Brian Barry went to go crew chief that uh, that truck this weekend. Oh, cool. So. That's really neat. Shouts out. Um, I mean, there it was just a wacky race, and then uh, Talladega uh, winner Spencer Boyd finishes in fifteenth, and that's pretty much your top fifteen right there. That. Yep. Oh, Timmy Hill. Sorry, I wanted to give a shout out to Timmy. Uh, fifth place finish in his own car. Wow. That started in like all like started twenty second. That's to, awesome. Like that. That's awesome. That, that Martinsville car, baby. Yeah, it's Martinsville baby. Like that. That. Can, we, that can truck. we take a a minute and just appreciate Timmy Hill? Oh yeah, no, for sure. He's been around and he's been he's been running a lot of races. He is one last, of the uh, nicest guys in the entire world. We need to, we what? need to have an interview with Timmy Hill one of these days. What? I I'll make that happen, dude. Please, I'd love to, I'd love to talk to Timmy a little bit about like just racing all these series and just being able to bring your own truck to Martinsville and and, and pa- not only like hold on but pass good drivers out there. That's no. very impressive. I'll text him. Hold on. Oh hell yeah, just put him on right now. Um. All right. So 
looking at the points real quick, uh, who has the? I do. Yes, I do. Yeah, no, I don't. Yes, I do. All right, here it is. Um, so right now it's Moffat, Freeze, and Chastain Hill in the top four. Uh, with Kraft and Ancrum out of it. I mean, we got. I believe the trucks go to Phoenix with one race to go here. Like, yep. is do you, is anyone going to win a race to secure themselves in a homestead or nah? There's like Chastain. Nah, we'll, we'll, we'll point this thing. Ross we'll point yeah. this thing. Ross is going to win Texas and or Phoenix. I was going to say there is no Texas uh, truck race. I believe. <laughs> well, I, you're you're forgetting the college car. He's oh, still going right, to win that right. one. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I don't <laughs> even know if he's running, but. Well, he's gonna be full time next year, and then he'll he'll start winning all of them in the the college car. All right, we got you for a little bit longer. So, um, real quick here, uh, y'all y'all want to talk some F one real quick? It's yeah. the F one minute. It's the F one minute. Hey, I did see the podium. Yes. Okay. That Lewis Hamilton is the most extra person in existence, and I actually <laughs> love it. That was so funny. That was so freaking funny. Oh my God! Me and the uh, F1 correspondent Jordan Pont were have we've been going on for a couple of weeks about Lewis Hamilton, Valtteri Botas, Botas, um, just about jokes. Uh, Botox. This week, Botox. This week it was um, hey, hey Lewis, it's James. We actually brought a gun to the track and shot out uh, Valtteri's tires. You should be good to go for the rest of the race. Um, <laughs> just we 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 pretty much text each other these jokes every single week, but. Tires at Mexico were the big story of everything. Um, apparently, the brakes are as hot as magma, which is just absolutely baffling to me. Like, I don't understand how that works. What do you think gets hotter, F1 brakes at Mexico or brakes at Martinsville after 500 miles or laps? That's... They, they said that during the broadcast, the brakes, the cup car brakes get to like 1,600 degrees. Celsius or Fahrenheit? Oh, yeah. Because they said 1,200 Serengade, and I'm like, what the fuck is that <laughs> during the F1 race? I'm like, I'm sorry. I only know about, like, three measurements of heat. Oh, what wait, is this yeah, I'm a big, I'm a big Kelvin guy. I'm a real Se- big Kelvin guy Se- myself. Centigrade is Celsius. I don't like when they call it that. It's Celsius. Call it Celsius. It's already confusing that they use the metric system, okay? Just call it what it is. There's no way they said 1,200 Celsius. They said 1,200 Celsius. That's literally, like, as hot as mercury. In fact, I'm looking up mercury's, like, like fucking temperature. Mercury. I temperature. think I remember them saying around the same 1,600 uh, degree. During, uh, like, during 12, the day. 1,200 degrees centigrade is 2,192 degrees Celsius. Or Fahrenheit. That's, that's ridiculous. It, I'm literally looking at Google right now, and it's telling me, like, at night, like, or I'm sorry, I'm looking for day temperatures. I could give, t- oh no, 427 degrees Celsius on the surface of Mercury during the day. It's like, damn, it is actually hotter in an F1 car's brakes than on the fucking surface of Mercury. That's <laughs> preposterous. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. Oh my goodness. Um, Max Verstappen drove like an absolute animal. He ends up like getting in trouble on turn one. It's like the classic Max Verstappen 2019. I'm either going to win the race or wreck it on lap one. There's literally no in between. And um, ends up finishing in six. That was really funny. I, I think that was one of the funnier things. Also, Daniel Ricciardo is, is so good at nursing tires. I just wanted to point that out. 
Oh, did you guys see the? Did you guys see that video of Vettel and Hamilton? Um, after the race, like talk, like Vettel was just like talking about Hamilton. No, what did he say? Okay, it was really weird, but it was like Vettel in like a very soft German accent. It's just like, man, Hamilton's so good at nursing these tires. I mean, he he massages these things like if if he were giving a massage to a girl right now. Oh my goodness, it was just like getting really. Like oh next level bro, it was getting next level bromantic. Like they were just had both their arms on each other's shoulders and laughing. I'm like, oh, man, these guys would be very cute on Bachelor in Paradise. <laughs> Good to see competitors, you know. Yeah, they're friends. <laughs> like you know. Meanwhile, Joey Logano and Denny Hamlin are, are pushing each other. These two guys are talking about giving each other massages after. The yeah, they'd rather have damn wars than damn massages. Uh, I don't know, man. I feel like that Logano could use one at this point. It was funny though. Um, all right, so Alex, you gotta you gotta bounce. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, man, we we appreciate you coming on. We'll hopefully get you on before Homestead, right? Yeah. Well. All right. Uh, please come back. Neither <laughs> of you, neither of you live close to Homestead, do you? Nah. So I actually do live close to Homestead, but I'm gonna be gone during Homestead. I would have actually said if you were coming. To South Florida, I would love to take you uh, out to dinner or something, or out to lunch or anything. Give him a nice massage too. Give you a nice massage, yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't love that. Oh man, <laughs> it's a shame. I was really hoping. I finally met Kevin in life. It's the other. Yeah. Well, oh, man. we always got Atlanta. Oh, you're not going to Atlanta. Well, no, we'll- but we always got Daytona. Me and Kevin will both be there. I think. Well, I know I'll be there. I don't know I'll be there. Okay. We'll find out. Oh, Kevin will be right. there. Well, you just let and... me know. All right. All right, Alex. Thanks for coming on, though. Hey, you're welcome, boys. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it, man. And this been has been Alex. <laughs> and this has been Alex. All right. Have fun. Bye. Love you. All right. Love you, too. <laughs> Hold on. Don't say I it like it. a kid. Don't say it like a kid being <laughs> dropped off in elementary so so much. All right. Please, please. Love you, too, dad. Love you, too, dad. All right. Love you, guys. Okay. So real quick on the F1 race, um, Alexander Albon looked pretty good. Leclerc, poor, poor Ferrari can never get one of their drivers. They, they just are like a terrible stepfather that cannot pick which son they like more. <laughs> like, it's, it's so funny watching those two. But Kevin, you hated the F1 race. and Tell everyone why. Yeah, because the whole freaking race, they're like, oh my god, these last 10, 15 laps are going to be incredible. And then they're just single file because the cars can't fucking travel behind another because they're so shit. <laughs> Do you know? Ah! When, do you know when the you know when the racing is bad when the announcers every lab have to mention that there's a new package in 2021? Yeah, they're like, yeah, this is the problem with this package, and I'm seeing stark comparisons to the Cup Series on short tracks. Wow, um, is is IMSA the best racing series in the entire world right now? <laughs> like, I I mean, V8 Supercars is actually fire though. I actually am enjoying. Fuck out of that when I watch. I I like V8 supercars. Do you see that wreck? Uh, yeah, it's kind of yeah, awesome. and the and the competitor gets the out of the car. V8 supercar to... minute, <laughs> dude. We might actually need to be starting that. What are we yeah, doing? I know. Um, poor McLaren had a tough day. I think it was um. Oh god, I have heartburn again. Uh, Lando Norris withdrew on lap forty eight, but also had like one of his tires not going. A lot of people were having tire issues in the pits. Shouts out Leclerc. Um. Like it was just a wacky race, but I like Mexico. I think it's a fun track. Sergio Perez, the crowd was going absolutely bonkers for him the entire race, and I loved it. It's really cool to see him do well, finish on the lead lap, technically speaking. Um, one thing I'll say, I don't understand how qualifying works at all in Formula One. 
between tire choices and the fact that like Valdry Botas ate the wall, like just straight up put his mouth up against it and grinded his teeth on it. And he's still allowed to start in sixth. Whereas like yeah, Verstappen had to get a three grid penalty as he's coming into the final corner because he didn't see the yellow flag or the lights, which by the way, Valtteri Botas literally just was like, like, like dunked on the, um, the lights so that they didn't work anymore. Like, I don't understand it. I really don't like why he had to get a penalty for that. But FIA and stewards are just like, I don't understand, man. They're like Karens that go to a mall and ask for the manager. I feel like, (laughs) like if you, so let's say in the, in the final like Q3 session, you're, you put down the fastest lap out of anyone the first time around, and then yeah. because they make two runs, mm-hmm. so if you go out first and accidentally, and I'm making air quotes right now, crash into the wall, preventing anyone from improving on their time, you win the pole and you still get to start in first. I feel like that doesn't. It would have made that's, like that's I not have fair. to. I have to imagine Botos went to a backup car. I can't. Be- I don't have no. An they easy they time fixed believing. like pretty what? much everything on the car what? like well they i mean they they got new parts and whatnot but i guess the regulations are you can change certain parts or something yeah because i know that you can if you change a gearbox change an engine change any of the operating systems for the most part if it hasn't made the legal amount of races and i'm basing this literally from a video game right now. like <laughs> if it hasn't made like the races then you get a penalty if it has if it made its limit you can change that willy-nilly uh, it seems like i just don't understand botas's car was completely just shaved off like putting cheese up against a fucking cheese grater like his car was parmesan i don't understand how they put it back together and it finished in third yeah i don't i don't get formula, it but formula one's fucking stupid i'm so sick of it I love it so much and I hate it so much at the same time. Like I, I it's 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 awful. Um and they're gonna be in U the United States and I think Lewis Hamilton just needs to start the race to win the Yeah, pretty much. Like he literally Botos needs to win every race and Hamilton <laughs> needs to crash out. Oh, perfect. We got something to watch for now. Yeah, great. Oh, so man. coming out of this weekend, which we got two races in Texas this weekend. I feel like there should have yeah. been a little bit better coordination. Eddie but... Ross is just creaming his pants right now thinking about it. No, I mean, like, there's the FRA race in Texas and Cup race in Texas. Yeah, no, I know. I'm, 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 and Eddie Gossage is very excited. What did he do in the opposite? I have no idea. I just wanted to, I just wanted to throw him out there because he's been on my Twitter all week. Everyone's upset about, everyone's upset at him. Everyone's upset at Bowman. Everyone's upset at this person, that person. Everyone needs to just calm down. Everyone, yeah, everyone chill the F out. (laughs) Yeah, take a fucking Xanax and watch the NASCAR. And then we're getting Thanksgiving and Christmas. Chill the f out. And then don't do drugs though. I'm, I'm not then endorsing. Then Daytona, Daytona 500 will be here. And then so. the Jimmy Johnson Invitational, aka. The... Oh <laughs> yes, dude. You didn't even mention the 24 hours of Daytona, did you? That nope. might be the most exciting thing, especially in January where there's nothing. I think the Chili Bowl is December, so it's like. Yeah, I wish I could go there. That'd be fun. To the Chili Bowl. No, to the to the Rolex. That'd be a I great will time. I will hopefully go to the Rolex and I will go ahead and hang out with Elio Castroneves and Juan Pablo Montoya. The Chili Bowl would be right. badass. The Chili Bowl would be awesome. I mean you should oh, yeah. watch Eric Jones win. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that Jones boy. All right, so moving along to Texas. Yes. So Tech- 
Wish Tejas. I was back in Texas. Tejas, uh, so Tejas. the playoff outlook going into that race, Martin Truex is locked in with those with his win. Yes, Denny sir. Hamlin plus 24, Kyle Busch plus 18, and Logano, 17. I say, plus 17. Yeah, Logano. Okay, so it's Hamlin twenty four, Bush seventeen, Logano fourteen. Thank you. And then Blaney's. My I thought Blaney was closer. Honestly, he was. He was so far behind entering. Yeah, and then Kevin Harvick's minus fourteen, Larson minus twenty four, um, and then Chase minus forty four. Chase is pretty much needs a win. Yeah, I think honestly, I know um, Larson is twenty four back, and that's you can totally point your way in with that you could but i think he's gonna have to win texas because i don't i don't see him outrunning harvick or kyle bush or denny hamlin at phoenix by i mean at phoenix no um yeah i was gonna say maybe hamlin but i don't know but hamlin's been good because if you think yeah, about the last, hamlin the last time there's a really cool scenario though coming up so if you think about if the points were the way they are now um the last time we were at a flat one mile track was New Hampshire, and we know how that finish played oh, out. So we got race. that same thing at uh, at Phoenix. Harvick Harvick always has this moment where he's you know so behind, and he's like, "Oh, okay, I just need to win, and I'll be fine," and he does it. Yeah, so. well, and we'll he, see he won he this race again. last year at Texas. Yep. So the, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. He did. He did. But I he, think, pulled, he, he was able to. I don't know. I, he literally made the only pass of the day on Truex. <laughs> yeah. um, looking at the stats right now. Um. Mm-hmm. So what was I gonna? Oh, I completely lost my train of thought now. Uh. Oh well. I mean, they could also treat Phoenix like um, like the e racing finish and just oh, someone yeah. just wrecks <laughs> and and wins the race while doing it. <laughs> we were actually out. hanging out with the guy that uh, did that. No way. Yeah, I'll tell you <laughs> after. Um, so looking at these types of one and a half mile tracks, we've had Texas, Atlanta, and then Charlotte, and I believe that was it. Yeah. So it's been won twice by um by you JGR, the, and then the like, like the the, the D shape ones, the not the not, shape. yeah the quad. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. That's what Got I was you. looking for. Um, like, you know, so Brad Keselowski won Atlanta and then Denny and Truex won the the next two. So it's looking like JGR is pretty like the way this season looks. If you did well in the first race, you're probably gonna do well in the second race. More than likely. Mm-hmm. It, 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 I mean, unless your name's Alex Bowman. So it's uh-huh. like, I feel like here it's almost a safe bet to say JGR is definitely going to be still on top of their game. But now their focus is on to get Denny Hamlin into the championship four um, or get Kyle Busch in the championship four. But I mean, Kyle is just still so upset from Las Vegas that nothing matters. Like Kyle <laughs> Busch has just not been into it. Like it feels like in weeks, like I feel like Kyle Busch yeah. has just been like a corpse that just walks around and happens to drive. He has no emotion about anything right now. Yeah, Everything little, sucks. Well, like, I'm a little worried. I don't know what's going on in his life, but like something's up. Like normally yeah. Kyle Bush is upset, but he seems just really dead inside right now. It's like when you're on a mood, but then like you're on a, a, an extra mood. He's on that extra mood right now. I think he's like he he, he is he's MFW right now, man. He is just very <laughs> he is he's cooked. Yeah. So well, I don't know. You want to make some picks? Let's make some picks. Let's make some picks. All right. So I picked. 
Martin Truex Jr. to win and lock himself in. I believe that is my 12th correct pick this season, which is unreal. You got to cool. Uh, yeah, I even tweeted, like, someone, one of the Barstool guys tweeted out, like, oh, easy money on Logano. And I'm like, I don't think so. Penske brought different cars to this, and Martin Truex Jr. is really fucking good. And then I tweeted him after. I'm like, let me know if you want me to ever make picks for you. I'm really good at this stuff. And he's <laughs> just like, you, you, you nailed this right on the head. So... Well, just um, remember, maybe, while you may be 12 through 33, 30, I'm still I, one for one on the Steve Luvender uh, random fantasy pick. Sadly, so. my Steve Luvender pick this week was Joey Logano, so I had to throw my phone <laughs> out um, and and delete my Twitter. So, um, so let's see. So, I mean, dude, it doesn't matter. No matter how the season ends, third of the, 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 the correct winners picked this season, which is really hard to do. Like, you can't do that yeah. in horses. You definitely cannot do that in NASCAR. That is very challenging. But we make it easy by having yeah. a favorite and a sleeper. So we get to pick two favorites. All right. So my dark horse for this week, I'm going to go ahead and pick that Dylan boy. I'm going to pick Austin Dylan. Which I don't know Dylan why. They'll, pro- they'll probably bring, like, a really fast car for qualifying like they always do. Wait, which Dylan and boy? I, I, I said Austin. Sorry. I mean, oh, dude, they're in yeah, they're 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 pretty interchangeable. Um, like if Austin Dillon hmm. can get himself in top I, fifteen, that'll be pretty nice. Who do I want? It's a dark horse. It really doesn't matter at this point. I haven't been keeping score. Yeah, you know I'm gonna keep score Ryan next season. Be- I am gonna keep like legitimate. Sc- oh, sorry, Alex did text me picks, but who were you saying? Oh, I was gonna say Ryan Priest just because that rookie of the year battle is winded down to super close, and yeah, how's like that been going? running a lot better lately? How is that? How is um he doing? Like like what's the rookie of the year ballot? Because I can't find that anymore. I will look up for you. Yeah, if it's on Jayski, that probably would be great. Driver well, because neither of them made the playoffs. It's just regular points. Yeah. Here we go. Rookie so. of the year. Here we go. Twenty nineteen rookie of the year. Here we go. Um. Oh my God, they made this so difficult. Hmm. They made this so difficult. Jayski, get like I love your sight, but come on. All right. Oh wow, it's tied. Holy it, shit. What? Yeah. You're kidding. I swear. <laughs> Holy crap. No way. That's, huh. that's actually really. Okay. So we got something exciting in that regard. So, I yeah. mean, you think Priest is going to pull it off or could Hemrick like actually score his Ooh. first ever NASCAR? Win? I think, I think Priest will get it. Cause I feel like he'll be good at Phoenix. That's his style. And then RCR has been struggling on the mile and a half lately. And that's I mean, pretty much all they too, but I think Phoenix will make the difference. So, well, Priest oh. is still locked in that ride next year. I mean, and I feel like Hemrick gets caught up in a lot of shit. And yeah, no shit. So he'll probably have some more unluckiness if I had to guess. I mean, Priest hasn't really been like keeping his hands clean either. So no, right. but wow, Ty. All right, so my Alex has got some weird picks here, but whatever. He for his uh, dark horse, he picked. Uh, Corey LaJoy. So obviously, Scoob on his mind. Scoob. Um, Scoob. They put me on a car, Scoob. They crucified me, Scoob. Um, <laughs> all right. Have you seen that Twitter account? Yeah. It's 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 one of the best. It's one of my favorite Twitter yeah. accounts. Um, besides Dragonfly Jones, shouts out and Trilly Whiskers. So my favorite for this week, since we're at Texas, everything's pretty big. I'm gonna go ahead and just make a pretty big, bold prediction. Denny Hamlin locks himself into the championship four with a win. 
Ooh. I, I, I did it right. I did it right. I picked him for, to win this race in, in the spring, I believe. And to be quite honest, I just need Denny Hamlin in the championship four. I'm going to pick him again next week because I just need the good juju. I need I need Denny Hamlin in that championship four. I don't think he's ever made it, if I recall correctly. And to be quite fair, he made I don't it back know how in 2014. More... Did he? Oh, okay. Like to be quite fair, I don't know how much longer he's got um, up in the Cup series, but I, I mean, I really think this is the year. Dude's got five wins. Dude looks good. It's a shame he couldn't pull off Martinsville, but what? I mean, Truex had a rocket ship. So give me, give me Den, give me Denny into the championship four, please. Wow. All, All right. right. What do you, what do you got? I'm gonna go with. I just want to point out, I don't think we're going to get any more spoiler winners. I think everyone who's winning is in the, is in the playoffs from now. I think we're going to get a spoiler winner. Oh, man. I think it's going to be Kurt Busch. Is he, you're not picking him as your favorite. No, I am. You're picking Kurt as your favorite? Did I stutter? Oh, my God. What was okay. the last time we ran on a mile and a half track that had different bankings and the different turns? Who won that you race? Son of a bitch. You Who won that race? That's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle Bush almost won that race. Calm down. Uh, oh my goodness. All right. So, and Alex, for his favorite, he picked Larson. So he thinks that Larson is going to lock himself in at Texas. I, as a Larson fan, what do you think? I'd probably cry. Well, no, but <laughs> do you think it's even possible? I don't think he has good yeah. stats at Texas. No, he, well, okay. So Larson at Texas finishes second or third or 35th in the back. Oh, so... well, we, we, well, we know what's going to happen. Which, honestly, if you're not going to win the race, wreck. Going for it. That's I'd fair. respect it. That's fair. Um, Yeet it. <laughs> All right. Um, and my sleeper pick. I'm going to go ahead and... Fine, I'll pick a spoiler. I'm going to pick Keselowski since he okay. won it at... at uh, he won at Atlanta. And I feel like he's very, very good here. One of the best races I've seen in the Chase era was, I think, 2012 Texas between Johnson and, and Keselowski. And if you haven't seen that, please yes, YouTube that was it. That electric. Was, yes. I will never forget just being sick that day and at my girlfriend's place in Tallahassee, just watching it in her bed. Like, definitely didn't make her pleased that she had to watch it, but I was definitely happy about <laughs> but it. But damn, it was a good race. <laughs> oh, my God. Great race. So, uh, Kevin, who's your sleeper? All right. My sleeper, I'm going to go with uh, William Byron. Okay. That's a good run. I feel like Hendrick's been improving on the mile and a half tracks and. We've seen people driving Chevys get their first win in Texas before. So, Willie B. Slick Bill Byron. Trying to think other than Junior. Yeah, I was thinking Junior. I don't know. Yeah, I was, was going to say, like, <laughs> well, Chase Elliott in the Xfinity series. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that did happen. I do remember that one. Um, and uh, for some reason, Alex picked Newman yeah. as his sleeper. I don't know. Right. Alex's picks are very bad. Interesting. <laughs> Your picks are very bad. You're very you bad. You pick no. You pick no chase drivers in this one. They, they, is it just gonna be pandemonium? We'll see. Um, yeah. I believe there is a uh, expandy race. This is gonna be the second race of their round of twelve. No eight. Yes. I don't know what's eight. going on there. Eight. It doesn't. It yeah. doesn't. Brandon Jones winning that race, I said, kind of really helped out. Um, in regards to now, there are only two races that can be stolen away rather than three. So mm -hmm. that kind of helps out the big three there, knowing like, hey, we don't have to worry too much about 
absolute chaos in Phoenix, but yeah, it think- still also screws over the guys from fifth to eighth because it's like, well, shit, we really needed that. I think Brandon Jones will close out his uh, 2019 season with three more wins. Before three more wins, I agree. All 33 races in 2020. Jeez Louise, 37-time yeah. winner Brandon Jones. Hell yes. Give me that. Inject it right into my veins. Yep. Um, I, I mean, if I had to give anyone a chance to play spoiler at Texas, I feel like Allgaier has so much experience here, even with this new track layout. Uh, I feel like Briscoe might be able to bring the pain. Briscoe's but, been running. It's going to be Briscoe versus Allgaier for that last spot, and I know Noah's yeah. been running better, but mm-hmm. yeah, Noah has looked more impressive. Down. I don't have much faith in Cindric unless he can pull off a miracle at Phoenix, and that is implying, like you know, the the entire field wrecks. No, Christopher um, Bell's winning that race. I yeah, exactly. That that's my thing. Like Christopher <laughs> yeah. Bell is so damn good at Phoenix. Um, yeah. and I don't. I I forgot Michael Lynette was even in the playoffs. So, um, wow. you know, shouts out Michael Lynette. Um, okay, so there is also a K&N race. Um, there was one this weekend, I believe. East or West? I believe it was West. East is done. We had another champion. So Christian Eckes won the ARCA championship. I, oh. I said I had to look it up last week to make sure, but yeah, he did. Um, so there was a West race. It was the Napa Neos 150 presented by West Coast Stock Car Hall of Fame and Derek uh, Krause. Hall of Fame. Oh, of like course Derek, Kra- Derek Krause, I feel like, has won so many races. He's won like head. pretty much every race. Haley, yeah. Haley won what one or two this yeah, season? That was his fifth race. Yeah, Haley has two. Jagger has one. Jagger. Tra- Trevor Huddleston has two. Oh. And then um, Noah Graxon won. At, oh, yeah. Um, he won the SNL race. Yeah. Yeah. a bunch of random people with one. Ah, <laughs> oh, Will Rogers, there you are. Jim Engelbright, that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Nice. Um, there's still only eight drivers that have run full-time. I think there's only one race left at yeah. Phoenix. Phoenix. So it, it's it's pretty much Derek Krause is your champion. He's got a 47-point lead. I don't think that you can even make up 47 points in a race. <laughs> so contingency and rookie awards here. I mean, there's there's just nothing. <laughs> there's nothing else to it. it it's it's congratulations, Derek Krause, on your championship. So I, we only have three more champions to crown this season, essentially. That's crazy, man. Yeah, this season's almost over. What the fuck? All right, rounding out the field. Rounding out the field. All right, so congratulations to Harrison Burton. He is going to be moving up into the twenty car next season. I don't know if I announced that last week, but congratulations to him. <laughs> So Harrison Burton to the 20. What do you think? I like it. He's been moved up pretty quickly. Yeah, I'm a little bit worried about that. Um, but he but could also he, just stay in Xfinity for like three, four years. We don't have yeah, a problem with that. He has been better in Xfinity than trucks, which is one good mm-hmm. thing. And when he's not yeah. getting wrecked by Paul Menard or Austin. <laughs> I was uh, going to say, let's just stay away from yeah. the Penske guy. He, he's a JGR driver. Just stay away from the Penske guys. He's learned that yeah. sooner than later, which is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, mean, I like Harrison. I don't really have, he's like one of those guys where it's like, I really don't have an opinion on him. Um, he hasn't pissed me off. And I, I think he's a, a decent racer. So hopefully he can uh, compete for some <laughs> next year there. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Um, obviously, I don't think he's going to be like, Christopher Bell, but I don't think many people could be like Christopher Bell. So yeah, I think that um, I think that that twenty card, no matter who's in it, is still going to be very impressive. Oh, so, I agree. Um, Martinsville viewership went up 
to 20 hey. two, I, I almost said 23 million 2.3 million viewers compared to 2.2 last year the bar stool effect 100,000 people that's Damn. hey that's a lot of people right there no yeah. matter what so hey we're happy to see more people tuning in for martinsville hopefully oh, yeah. they stick around for texas and the uh I feel like the fight definitely solidified people sticking around. (laughs) Yeah, I really hope so. Um, So actual news, Danny Stockman is stepping down as number three crew chief. I think this was kind of uh, the writing was on the wall for a while there. Yeah. I'm surprised, um, honestly, they didn't make that move before. Justin, yeah, you won. This is going to be his fourth crew chief now in Cup, I think. Slugger, Alexander, and Stockman, I think. Who did um, Austin win his... Xfinity Series championships with. I'll I'll look real quick. Uh, I forget um, if it was Stockman or Alexander. It, it I know might I think, have been Stockman. I think I read he's worked with Alexander in the past, maybe driving mm-hmm. like a two car or something in the Xfinity Series. So like I, I'm glad he does have a little bit of experience there. Yeah, hold on, uh, one second, I'm looking right now. But yeah, that that team needs all the help they can get. So good for time. sure. All right, 2013 is when he won the championship. Uh, oh my god, I'm completely pooping the bed. Um. Danny Stockman was his crew chief that entire season. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Wow. All right. <laughs> awesome. Martin Truex yep. Jr.'s 2020 Bass Pro uh, scheme came out. The spoiler looks very big still. Oh, yeah. Same package. Yeah. yeah. Wow. NASCAR kept the same package. for We, we talked about this already. Yeah, we NASCAR. talked about this. There's no point um, for them to change it. And then yeah, go to I a mean, little brand new car. The scheme, the scheme doesn't look any different for the, no. the, the 2020 season. So I think it has white numbers instead of orange numbers, which I think actually kind of makes it look a little bit more clean, which is nice. No, the orange number is still on the top, but the white's on the side now. Yeah. Is that even legal? Um, Can you do that? I don't know. Uh, I don't know if we mentioned it, but thoughts and prayers with Matt Tift. I'm not really sure what's going oh, on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We did not actually. Yeah. yeah so Matt Tift um, was like hospitalized over the weekend in have not heard anything actually about what happened he's out yet. and fine now but with his tumor stuff in the past it really worries me mm-hmm. yeah i really hope that he's okay um but yeah. matt crafton got to make his third ever well actually second ever start in uh cup series yeah. the, yep. so you know matt crafton 43 years old still oh, yeah. still a lot of potential okay the big the big silly season not silly season well, kind of silly season news of the week or just out of completely left field, Floyd Floyd Mayweather can ask. Oh him? yeah, oh yeah. No, the money team, the fifty yeah. car. Yo, so there's, Greg there's a rumor back. out there for those who are still here that Floyd Mayweather, uh, during the Homestead race in two and a half weeks, is going to be entering a car called the Money Team Racing, number fifty, after you know his fifty and zero record, mm. and. Their intentions are to start there and then run full time in maybe 2020. I think that's what I saw. That would be great. That's definitely not. That would be awesome. Though, but um, that is, it's so funny. So Floyd Mayweather Racing will make their debut at Homestead. I can't think of too many other people who have made their debut at Homestead and it's gone terribly. No one yeah. has ever blown up there or anything. I, no. I can't remember. No, any, any guys who have, wait, wait, actually, hold up. What are you referencing? Oh, Juan Pablo Montoya made his debut. Um, oh, Homestead did he? The car I was thinking. I, I was thinking Jeff Gordon in the finale in 1992. I was like, oh, oh no, his car definitely did not explode. And that was. Uh, I thought you meant like Homestead. career explosion. That was like a good thing. No, no, like literally, <laughs> Juan Pablo Montoya blew up like almost like the way that it blew up when it hit the jet dryer. No way. Yeah, d- dude, I will send that was his that debut. Link. 
I'm yeah, looking at right now. Yeah, in 2006, um, Juan Pablo Montoya Homestead. 2006. That was his first race, and I was so oh, excited. Awesome. It was in 39 car. Pablo. Um, oh, I don't really have much else from this. Thanks for making me feel bad. Like, if anyone's still here, like, people are still here. I want to believe that people are still here. Still here. I, yeah. We love you guys. If you stick around for the entire episode, and just don't give up when we say, okay, rounding out the field, you're like, peace, I'm heading out. <laughs> Hi, I'm um, about to head out. All right. Well, speaking about about to head out, I think that we got to head out here. It's uh, 930 on our end. I got to go ahead. And, yeah, it sounds uh, good. And uh, start editing and doing some homework. So this is my last episode in uh, Florida. We'll see what happens with the podcast next week. Um, whether or not I'll have a good spot to record is neither here nor there, but we'll figure that out. Either way, um, we got three more races left in the season, Kevin. Hope you're excited. Yeah, dude, I'm excited for what's coming up in the future. Hope that's gonna. Yeah, so we'll we'll have three races, and then we'll do a award show at the end of the season. I know NASCAR yeah. has their own award show, but we'll do our own. No, we're, we're having kinda, superlatives. We're we're gonna have some superlatives, and we're gonna have a lot to give out. So definitely tune in for that episode. But until then, I have been Anthony, and I have been Kevin, and we will see you guys next week after Texas. Love you guys. Yeehaw. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. <laughs>